Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize, I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the bigger obstacles that life will present to you. My next guest, Ashley M. Fox, is a former Wall Street analyst, a Howard University grad, HBCU, and an expert in her field as a financial education specialist. After helping manage money for both millionaires and billionaires during her career on Wall Street, Ashley quit her job and started her own company, Empify. Empify, merging of the words empower and modify. It's a, it's a financial ed tech startup that was created to show both adults and children how to build wealth. Since 2014, Empify has reached thousands of individuals, and its programs have been implemented in over 50 different schools and organizations across the country. Her work and story have been featured on Jim Cramer's The Street, Yahoo Finance, Rolling Out Magazine, Philly.com, Fox News, ABC, Huffington Post, Glamour Magazine, and Forbes. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Ashley M. Fox. How are you? How are you? Did I miss anything, Ashley? Because you know you got a lot to talk about. Did I miss anything? You know, I, I want to make sure everybody know you are the bomb. You know, when it comes to what I'm we're about to talk about. You know, I get a lot of people on the show. They have they they kind of have the credits. They you know they they'll throw some credits out there. But you your credits all at the top of the the food chain credits there. You know. <laughs> How do you feel about that when you when you you get out there working in your brand? Because that's what it's all about. You gotta you gotta get, gain respect for your brand. Then you have to put it out there so people can know about your brand because you left Wall Street. Tell about tell us about just update. I mentioned it in the credits. Updates about how did you make that decision? Because a lot of people are afraid when they leave a solid base to something that's not so clear. I think for me. One, I never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to be a profound African-American on Wall Street. Mm -hmm. So so after being there, ultimately, my goal was to do something bigger and better. I think working on Wall Street, I worked with millionaires and billionaires. So if you had at least $25 million, it was our job to manage your money. And after a while, when you are working with millionaires and billionaires and you realize that you deserve to be just like the client, when you're on the other end of the table, you realize you're not going to get there serving the wealthy people. Mm -hmm. And for me, I always actually wanted to be a teacher. Mm -hmm. I just never became a teacher because in my mind, I felt like teachers didn't make a lot of money. So if I wanted to make a lot of money, I needed to major in the subject of money and I needed to work on Wall Street. But after a while, I felt like the things that I was learning, what I was getting exposed to. So I saw where people were spending their money, where they were traveling, where they were living, what they were investing in. And I felt like you shouldn't have to come from money work in finance, major in finance to learn how to manage, save, and invest your money. And so ultimately, I just got to a point where I had a ceiling. I knew something was out there bigger and better. And I did take that leap. It wasn't the easiest thing. I did I did lose a lot along the way. Mm -hmm. But for me, it, was, it, it wasn't it was about the money anymore. It was about what was the inside of me saying, what was, what was my calling? And I knew that I was here for something bigger and keeping rich people rich wasn't it. But I needed that experience to make sure that I had the tools and resources 
to educate people who did not get the same exposure that I was given. Now, do you know because I'm driven by money? I think everybody's driven by money. I remember I went to college. My degree is in mathematics. I started out in civil engineering because I felt that would pay me the most money. Then I realized that wasn't my calling. Eventually, my degree was in mathematics. My minor was in sociology. Do you driven by are you driven by money or are you driven by the opportunity to make money? I don't think I'm driven by either, to be honest. I think I'm a, I'm a big proponent of, of, of just knowing that success makes noise. Because I remember even when I left my Wall Street career, people were like, you left from working with millionaires and billionaires to work with people who don't have money. And it made me feel like I was crazy. But in all actuality, I was just like, yes. And for me, I created a space. I mean, we all say we don't learn about financial education in schools, but nobody really wants to go put it into the school system because it's not the norm. For me, it was like, this has to happen. This will happen. And I'm going to figure out how to make it work. And then I started to make money. So for me, I chose happiness over money. And mm-hmm. the more I focused on serving people, the more I focused on doing what I felt was my purpose driven life calling, um, the more money started to come to me. So I created a space where I would go pitch schools and find out how they ran their schools, understanding how they ran their budget to say, hey, let me teach financial education to these students. But I think I created a need that was once there, but no one knew how to provide that need. And so in all honesty, chasing money, when I did it, I wasn't happy. So then I realized, let me just do what makes Ashley happy because I'd rather wake up every single day doing what I love and doing what I love and serving the people that I serve. Opportunities come to me so much more than when I was just looking to make money. And I think also too, when you're just looking to make money, people can feel that. Like I can't teach financial education to people who don't have a lot of money and then looking to make money off of them. Now it defeats the whole purpose of me serving the world that I felt like God put me here to serve. And so I found that the more I served, the bigger the opportunities got, the bigger the opportunities got, the more people saw that it worked and the more successful I became. I'm talking to Ashley M. Fox. She's a financial education specialist. Uh, it's been about two years since we've spoken, Ashley. Now, the whole the, the your curriculum in schools has uh, elevated to over 50 different schools. Now, it's ironic that you said you wanted to be a school teacher and uh, you left to be in finance and now you're back to implementing school. T- so you basically are doing what you wanted to do. But you are controlling, controlling the tone, <laughs> you know, right. the tone of, you know, in other words, you know, you create a curriculum that that values your passion. And now you're teaching it as a school teacher would teach your brand and educate the masses like you wanted to do, wanted to do. And so when you when you when you talk about young people, what is the difference that you find the most unique when you're talking to young people about money and talking to adults about money? I think working with kids, there's there's OK. So when you're an adult, we were once that child where possibilities were infinite. We were once that that child who thought we could do, be, and have everything. And the more we grow up, including our experiences, growing up with our parents and our environment, society, the news, we we then don't feel like it's possible. So we feel like we have to go to work every single day because we have to pay bills. That dream of being happy no longer exists because we feel like we gotta do what we gotta do. Working with a child, the possibilities are infinite. Shifting their mindset is infinite. And I think there's less conditioning when you deal with a child than it is with an adult. Now, it's not impossible with an adult. You just got to break through a lot more barriers because they've been told no too many times. They've been afraid too often. Whereas a child, they still believe it's possible. A child hasn't seen a bill. So let me prepare you for what a bill looks like, but then also show you how you can build wealth like the people you idolize. But let me start early so that you don't make the same mistakes that 
adults have made in the past. Um, so in all honesty, it's, it's a lot easier to teach a child because they believe and also they, they're there to learn. They know they're coming to school to learn, whereas adults, there's fear. There's doubt. There's worry. There's I don't have time. A child, they don't have those excuses because essentially they're kids. They haven't gotten to that point in life where they where they would tell themselves no um, because society has told them no too often. You know, that's really important that you say that. I would tell people that um, when they look at their life, when they hit 40 and 50, that they're really when you don't know what you want to do with your life, just look at look back when you were 18 to 25. You know, when you were fearless, when you had dreams that, like you stated, the dreams of the impossible. Until you started putting up these stop signs, or you got married, or you went off to a military mm-hmm. assignment, or or you just your dreams were, I can't do this because we are a very self defeating uh, race of people. Once we reach a certain age, I'm not going to try to do that. And that's when a lot of people just kind of like give up. They give up on how they look in the mirror. They give up on what they can do in the car they drive, the house they live, the neighborhood they live in. And that really is true because as a young person, all you see is what I could, can be. And I always tell people, I never tell a, a child what they can't be. Now, if they, now if they can't sing, I tell them, Hey, you know, you can't sing. You need to stop all that madness, okay? Maybe you can rap. Now, try rapping, but you can't sing, okay? And you know you can't dunk. But from a physical standpoint, but from a mental standpoint, you're, you're unlimited on what you can do as long as you stay in the lane of what you're capable of doing. And that's what you were just implementing right there, that adults tend to, during the teaching process, they got all these limiters that they keep putting in their brain. Oh, I, I don't have enough money to do that. Oh, I don't have time to do that. Why would I want to do that? Well, you're just telling them how. They're telling themselves what they can't do. That's really distracting Correct. when you're trying to teach people how to be successful. Can you can you can you can you get them to overcome that, or you just lay down the the the, the plan and some some are gonna do it, and a lot of them are not gonna do it. So I'm a firm believer that things are not taught; they're caught. Mm-hmm. And I think when people are ready, they'll be open to it. So one of the biggest things, and this is since since I've left my Wall Street career, I've never solicited what I did. I never said, "Hey, I can show you how to make a bunch of money." Let me show you how to do this. I get people to a point where they're ready. They've exhausted all options. They've taken the classes they could take. They went to the bank. They try to learn everything possible, yet they don't feel connected to the people that are providing the information that they need. And they get to a point where they say, okay, I'm frustrated being frustrated, but I know I deserve to make a change. And ultimately, that's why the word Empify was created, because it's one thing to give people education. But in all honesty, everything we teach, you can Google it. But the real question is, why don't we take that information off of Google and actually implement it? That means that there's a mental barrier that is stopping us from executing on the information we have access to. And I think it's one thing to get information, but it's also another thing to get that with inspiration. And so that's where the empower part of Empify comes in. So the first three letters are EMP that comes from empower because I can give you the resources, but I need you to feel empowered to know that you can do something with these resources, no matter where you are, no matter how much you have, it is still possible. And then ultimately, when you have that inspiration, you have the tools and resources, it then changes the way you see yourself in the role of money in your life, which is where Modify comes from, because that's where the change takes place. And so ultimately, we start with the mind. If I can change your mind, I can change your bank account. So we focus on your thought process. We know what you feel. We know what you're dreaming of. We know what what's uncomfortable for you. And we literally do the complete opposite of that. And then once we do that, give you the tools and resources, and then you realize, hey, I actually can do this. Hey, maybe these beliefs that I have are not mine. Maybe society put them in my mind. Maybe my parents gave me these fears, but they're not my narrative. And so we take those narratives and those beliefs and we change the thinking behind the person with the money. And once you have the tools and resources, you go running after that. Ashley M. Fox, um, 
you know, when I interviewed you a couple of years ago, you was a bad girl back then. You was a bad girl. <laughs> you, you on fire now. You on fire. I, I'm just listening to you going, this girl here is, you know, because we, we all learn. I've learned. I've grown. I've grown as an interviewer. I've grown as a person. My brand, I, I know exactly where my brand is and pushing it in the right direction. And I'm listening to a person who's really focused, who knows. And I'm not saying you wouldn't focus when I first interviewed, but you on fire now. Tell us what makes you have such a strong comfort zone and how did you get to this point to be as comfortable as I'm hearing you speak now? And as I've been following your brand on social media, every time an article pops up, I read it about Ashley and Fox. Tell us this whole march too. And I know you're not there where you're trying to get, but I do notice a different tone, a different message being spoken by Ashley and Fox. Am I right? Absolutely. Um, I think, I think, I, I think as the, as I grow, the company grows, I think there's been a lot of years of spiritual internal work, a lot of years of therapy. Um, also, and to be honest, me recognizing what my beliefs were around. There you like, go. One of the biggest things that I've noticed is while I can sit and say, Hey, I want to be a millionaire. The idea of having a million dollars actually frightens me, right? So there's times where I want to have big dreams, but when I'm presented with the opportunity, I get scared. I remember when I got my first six-figure contract, it was just this mind-blowing experience. But it was like, hey, you can't sit here and say you want to be a billionaire and you're afraid to cash a check for, for over $100,000. And so I think as I break through my mental barriers, as I do more, the company grows right along with me. So I personally do not teach anything that I do not do or have not done. And it's a lot easier because it's not just about, I read a book and I learned how to teach individuals how to invest in stocks. It's no, this is how I started. This is what I've learned and this is what I do. And let me try to understand you to make it, to make it easier for you to understand. And so I think the more I grow, the bigger I get, the more people I serve. So we recently, we recently um, launched our Wealth Builders Community app. I would have never envisioned me being a black woman in tech, right? But every morning I would wake up, go into the mirror and say, you are, uh, you are the owner of, a, of an ed tech startup. You are the owner of an app that impacts thousands of people from all over the world. And then when it happened, it was just like, a, oh my gosh, it's here. But it wasn't about something that I wanted. It was about who I was. And I'm a firm believer. You don't attract what you want. You attract who you are. So when I started to believe I deserve six figure contract, when I started to look at $100,000, like it wasn't a lot of money, that's when the money started to come faster. But when I was afraid, the money was coming slower. When I was afraid I would lose money, money was coming slower. But if I knew that I was going to keep going, that this was going to work and I'm going to change the world, when I changed my thinking, the company changed. And so I think, again, as I grow, the company grows. The bigger I get, the company gets. And not just me as an individual or a brand, but my thought process, like, understanding that, hey, we can make a quarter million dollars in a month and saying that doesn't frighten me anymore, right? But at one point, making $10,000 in a month, that scared me at one point. Now it's like, I can't pay my bills with $10,000. We got to do bigger things. We got to get better things. But the more people we impact, the bigger the business gets. And so I focus on serving the people because if we could serve a billion people, we could make a billion dollars. And now it's figuring out how do we get to a billion people to reach that mark. You know, when we started this interview, uh, Ashley said, uh, how many minutes I got? Because, see, you know, she got something to say now. I, I, I'm so impressed with your tone and your leadership in this call, because that's all I want from individuals who call me on money making conversation for their message to be heard. And you're absolutely right. Unless you believe in something I know for years, Ashley, as successful as I have been in my life, it wasn't until my 40s that I realized that 
I, I, I accepted my success based on who I was and what I was capable of doing. I just use phrases like right place, right time, just lucky. I know somebody, you knock on wood, all those corny phrases that have nothing to do with being successful. And people use them all the time. And what those phrases do, they limit your capabilities and also limit you in knowledge of what you really are capable of doing. And I like you, mm-hmm. I remember in 1995, uh, Steve Harvey and I, Anthony Brown, we did a concert in uh, the music hall in um, Houston, Texas. And I, I, I was my first concert I ever promoted. And I had to write a check to Steve for $57,000. And that's in 1985. And I went, I couldn't believe I was writing that check. Just like you couldn't believe you had a six figure. And, 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 and the thing about it is that once you believe and understand that this is part of your life, part of your mantra, part of your mentality, then guess what? You could write another check like that. But if you stop in disbelief and awe and get giddy like this is not normal. And that's all she's saying mm-hmm. right now. This is the normal way she thinks now. See, the people that she was doing these twenty five million dollars and these billion dollar deals with and all these people walk around. Believe me, they think a certain way. And I think a certain way too, because guess what? I'm successful. So I, I go in the grocery store. I don't, if I have a coupon, I use it. I'll tell you that. I use it. But guess what? I just go in the grocery store and shop. And in fact, sometimes mm-hmm. I walked out of the grocery store the other day. I didn't, I, I, I didn't even know how much I paid for groceries. I just gave my credit card <laughs> because that's mm-hmm. not part of my mantra to worry about how much I'm going to spend. It's the fact that I have money that can buy it. And that is the mm-hmm. mantra that people have to do as an adult. You get to that point, you start saying, I can't live in this type of house. I can't drive this because I, because guess what? I, I don't have the tax money. I don't, I, well, what, what's going to happen next year? Well, I don't think like that. Our successful people plan next year. They don't think what's not going to happen next year. If you plan next year, I'm a six month, I'm a year. The average person thinks 30 days. And you cannot be successful thinking in 30 day increments in your life because that means you worry about the rent. You worry about stuff that you actually should be controlling by planning. And that's why I wanted to bring you back on the show, because the mentality you've always talked about has been about planning. Correct. Mm hmm. And abundance. Don't forget abundance. And with that being said, this has been the pandemic year. You know, they mm-hmm. shut us down financially. I know you've been busy. I know people have been asking you how to how to budget, how to save money. How can you invest in the pandemic? And the wild thing about it, the stock market is actually, when this pandemic hit in March, it crashed. But the stock market mm-hmm. has set some records this year as far as a growth. Absolutely. It's a lot of millionaires and billionaires pretty happy out there during the pandemic. How do you invest during the pandemic, Ashley and Fox? So. Honestly, I think, well, in 2008 was the most outside of this stock market crash was the previous stock market crash. And I was in college and I remember watching on the news, not fully understanding. This is back when I was, uh, I think I was a junior in college. Yeah, I was a junior or sophomore. And I realized that it was something going on. It's exciting to watch, but I wasn't fully clear. As I got educated with the stock market, I realized that next time the market crashes, I'm going to go in. Because the way I look at crashes, I look at it like it's a Black Friday sale. Everything drops in price. And in all honesty, that is the only time we see red and we panic. If we walk into a store and we see red, we know that's on sale. We want to buy it. But when we see red in the stock market, we get frightened. And I think when the stock market crashed, and again, it had every right to crash because there was so much uncertainty. We had no idea what was going to happen. But because of that, I also had to ask myself, are companies like an Apple or Walmart or grocery store 
and Amazon, are all these companies going to go out of business because we are in quarantine? When in fact, let's be smart. While restaurants may be taking a hit, what are we doing more of? We're more on our phones. We're doing more social media. We're watching more of television. We have to go to the grocery store. So immediately I took my thought process. and It's like, who's winning right now? Mm -hmm. Who is going to come out of this strong? Because everybody took a hit. But in my mind, these companies with time will go back up. And literally my portfolio is up over 100% because when I saw the opportunity to buy at a cheap price, I took advantage of it. And so whether the market crashes, whether the market is up, you have to sit and ask yourself, why am I investing? What is this for? And who do I feel like will be on top? It doesn't take a rocket scientist for somebody to know that every time Apple releases an iPhone in September, right before the holidays, people stand in line. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that while there are many sneaker companies out there, the number one sneaker company in the world is Nike, right? Their sales were up 82% online sales during the pandemic. So while the news is telling us people are, are out of jobs, People aren't spending money. They are spending money because we don't have anything else to do but to be on our phones and to use technology. And so there are companies that are winning. And I think you always have to look for the opportunity versus operate in fear because there's tons of ways to take advantage of this pandemic. But in all actuality, I think it's one of the best things about this pandemic is that it caused everybody to be still. It, it helped us realize you can't depend on the government. You can't depend on your job. Therefore, you have to depend on yourself. And yourself right. is good enough. We've always been good enough. And I think when we shift the mindset and turn the TV off, we see this as an opportunity because everything happens for a reason. We just have to see that reason as an opportunity for us to become better, both mentally and financially. And um, with that being said, what some this may be a general question now, and you said Rashawn, I, just, I don't want to respond to that. What 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 were some of the mistakes that you think that as you know, we were given opportunities through the CARES Act and apply for different funds. And, you know, um, so a lot, a lot of people did, a lot of people didn't. But did any, were there anything that that people should have done that they didn't do during the pandemic that would have helped them out a little bit financially? Um, for one, I think we should have turned the television off. Like, in all honesty, if you really think about mm -hmm. what's on the news, you hear about Trump, you hear about the coronavirus, mm -hmm. and you hear about Black crime or crimes done on black people. Other right. than that, there's nothing in the news. Nothing. Right. I agree. So understanding that when I watch these things on the news, what feelings do they invoke? Because if it's not causing you to feel joy, then you don't need to consume it because the more you internalize it, the more you're going to manifest more of it. And so I think the biggest thing is because we were sitting in the house, we had a television, we were forced to consume because we can't go about and do our normal day-to-day -day things. But I think the biggest thing that I think people really didn't pay attention to was the fact that this wasn't a time of panic. This was a time to start over. This was a time to reevaluate. This was a time to get educated. This was a time to follow that dream that you've been putting off. And I think instead of focusing on how can I become better, all we thought about is how this is making the situation worse. And you saw that in, in so many people, just even on social media, but it was just like, in my mind, it was like, I immediately was, okay, what does the world need from us right now? And in the midst of the pandemic, we made the most money we ever made in, a comp in the company because we sat and thought, what do people need from us right now? Where can people get educated right now? How can we serve people right now? Let's come out with our app right now because people are sitting at home. They need something to do. But let's now instill greatness in these people. Let's give them the education that they can't get in their school system. Let's give them the tools and resources you can't find on your timeline or on or on your television, how can we rewire their brain 
at a point where all we have is their their attention because there is nothing else for them to do. And I think people focusing on the opportunity is what would have gotten us, made us a lot stronger. And there are a lot of people who who did great things during the pandemic. But there are a lot of people who every day they woke up, they were they were scared they were going to lose their job. They were afraid that their stimulus check wouldn't come on time. And it's like we can't live in fear because that's all we're surrounded by. We have to literally unlearn what we have been taught to learn that society and our upbringings have given has given us. Really, it's really good that you're saying those things because I, I just love interviewing you. You just really just confirm a lot of things that I'm doing. I just like talking to smart people because <laughs> I use this time when the pandemic hit. I used it to really look at my brand. You know, really, the first quarter was uh, identifying my brand. The second quarter was bringing in legal to protect my brand, making sure all my 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 ends were tied correctly. Then I made sure my social media, I launched a new platform called HBCU Awards during the pandemic. And in the third quarter, I bought an office building in Atlanta. All this, all this stuff was happening during the pandemic because I knew in the fourth quarter, guess what? This country is going to go to a new normal and we need to be and we'll reopen and we need I need to be functioning in a manner. So now I'm more organized and more confident than I've ever been. And it's basically tied to what you were just saying. You don't play during the disaster. You don't unplan. You plan. When things look bad, you don't run. You figure out how to survive. And so a lot of people, they run and then they hide. And then other people who don't hide see the opportunity to succeed. And uh, that's what you just keep repeating over and over in such a strong manner. That's why you built out the brand Empify, which is empower and modify. EMP is empower. I-5 is the back end of Modify. And when you look at all these things, tell us a little bit more about your app. And also you hit it a little bit, the Wealth Builders community. Talk a little bit about that so we can get a good feel. And also, how can we download that? And also, any webinars you have coming up as well. I always like to use her middle name. She kind of like forgets it sometimes. I have to remember <laughs> Ashley M. Fox. Thank you. <laughs> Um, so our Wealth Builders Community app, um, you can literally go to wealthbuilderscommunity.com and you can see okay. everything that we offer. Okay. So literally just imagine the Netflix of finance in the palm of your hand. Ooh. So you can go to Netflix and you can find all the different types of entertainment. Imagine literally saying, hey, I want to learn how to invest. Where can I go? And it all is in your hand, literally lives in your account. But here's the beauty of it. You're now going through this journey, not alone, but you're going through it with thousands of people who are just like you from all over the world. And I think we can't, at, at this point, we can't sit at the dinner table and talk about learning how to build wealth. We can't talk about how your stock portfolio was up. We don't talk about how we're investing for our kids to make sure that they're not taking out student loans. We don't have these conversations, specifically in the African-American community, but this should be our norm because that is the norm of wealthy people. They're sitting on their yachts talking about big deals that they're closing, when in all actuality, that's why they continue to sustain their wealth. The conversation is different. The thought process is different. And so ultimately, our wealth builders community is a is an intimate space where you can come together with people who are just like you on the same journey, both working professionals and entrepreneurs, where you're learning how to build wealth brick by brick, layer by layer, where you're celebrated for your successes. When you le- you're learning how to open an account, you're processing a transaction, but you're getting advice, tools, and resources, not only from experts, but also people who have been in your shoes, but they are growing every single day because they made wealth building a choice. They made it a commitment, and that's ultimately what our community is about. So we have classes on a weekly basis. We, we're, we're literally about to launch our parent accelerator because a lot of our members are parents. And mm-hmm. it's during a time when it's holiday season, Q4, we're spending tons of money. Companies are projected to make billions 
this holiday season, why is it that we're making all these billion dollar businesses more money and we look up and we still feel like we have nothing? So we're now literally educating our adults to say, hey, it's great to buy gifts for your family, but what about the gift of wealth? What about buying your kid that stock in the sneaker company because you know the kids are going to want sneakers on holiday season, right? Mm-hmm. But educating the parents to think all the things your parents did not give you, all the tools and resources you wish you would have had, let me show you how to literally educate your children so that you can build for them. So it's literally like Amplify now with this particular accelerator that we're launching in our app is now merging both worlds. We're merging the, the connections and the classes that we've done with our youth and then the classes and the connections that we've done with adults and we're bringing them together. So the classes, adults will be able to take classes, will learn how to open different accounts for both themselves and their children, how to put their kids through college. But also now we're giving them resource on this is how you can also do this with your kids. Not just for your kids, but this is how you can do it with your kids. Bring your family. So now we'll have classes where kids can participate. And all of these things will live in the app. And I think it's during a time where, where we're spending so much. Now let's literally train our minds to look at opportunities. I know if everybody's going to be spending during holiday season, I need to own these companies that are making billions of dollars during holiday season. And it's literally rewiring the thought process of our community. Um, and it's been phenomenal. It's been a few months now. Um, it's in the app store, both Google download and Apple download. Right. You can get access to it on your iPad or your computer, but literally wealthbuilders.com, um, wealthbuilderscommunity.com is where you can see everything that we offer. There's tons of everything that we give. Um, but in all actuality, 24 seven, 365 access to classes all the time, all day, every day, discussions, downloads that we're giving out now. Like there's just tons of things where it's like a secret society of wealth builders where you can't step outside and go to the bank but you can go here and get the tools and resources in a simple and easy to understand language that doesn't speak to you, but through you and into you. Wow. Ashley and Fox, um, you've given me 29 minutes of your time. You are special. (laughs) Um, Thank you. Uh, Please give me um, some banners so I can post it on my social media. You know, I got like a million social media followers and uh, 92,000 fan club members. And I I promote you. I love what you do. I learn. And then what you've done for me, it's it's like a little free session session she's giving me because now I walk away confident. But that's what you do, Ashley, and and continue to do it. And always know that if you you drop something, you can contact me, contact my staff or contact me directly because I will do anything for you. You're that special to me. And to hear your tone, to hear the leadership in your voice, the confidence in your voice, I know you found your brand and now you're just building it out. That's what excites me so much because of the fact that I've been watching you looking at your sessions and you drop dimes and people liking you what you hear of you and you get nice views on your videos when you drop those. You have a voice and people want to hear what you have to say and you're smart. And I just want to wrap up something I saw it earlier. You know, you mentioned uh, in your credits, you're a Howard University graduate. How have you it's been such a, I think, a profound moment during this pandemic to see how HBCUs have been so recognized and donations have come into, from private sector to HBCUs. What, 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 why have, why, what has, what did the HBCU do for you? I guess I want to ask. And why it's so important that people should know the value of an HBCU and its educational principles? Um, for me personally, especially at that time, I knew I wanted to be, I wanted to go to an HBCU because I wanted to be surrounded by African-Americans. Um, but I also wanted to go to the best HBCU that supported the career trajectory that I was on. So I knew at Howard, I wanted to be on Wall Street. I found out how much they paid during summer internships. Howard taught me how to eat, how to, how to dress, 
how to do interviews, how to build a resume, how to golf. It was so many things that I knew would equip me for the industry that I was going in. And I wanted to be the center of attention. I wanted to be the center of the love that was felt. And I feel like an HBCU gave that to me. So I was surrounded by individuals with the same mindset, with the same goals, with the same vision for themselves. And I wanted to be around excellence. And I think I, I knew at that point in my life, I wanted to feel supported, loved, and nurtured. And I had the opportunity to do that in a Black environment, in a prestigious environment. I knew it was a no-brainer that I needed to go to Howard University. Plus, I didn't want to go too, too far from home because I'm from Philly, but I also didn't want to leave Philadelphia. Um, and Ivy League just wasn't what I wanted. I wanted to be around the culture, the environment, the love, and the support, but also had that intentionality around grooming a black woman who wanted to enter into the Wall Street space. And I loved everything that Howard gave me to prepare me for my Wall Street career. Awesome. Our wealthbuilderscommunity.com. They bring together working professionals and entrepreneurs looking for the support needed to grow financially. They will help them develop the wealth building mindset, habits and knowledge necessary to excel so that they that you can achieve financial freedom, create generational wealth and become confident in managing, saving and investing your money. Thank you, Ashley and Fox. I read that directly off her website. That's her mission statement or the mission statement of wealthbuilderscommunity.com. Please come back on Thank my show. Thank you. Please come back on my show. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, cool. <laughs> if you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.